Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And we are so excited to be bringing you this episode today. We are sitting down with Katrine, and um, she's a real, real representative, which is amazing and a fashion enthusiast. Can't wait to have this conversation. Um, we know always we know everyone always has so many questions about the real real and their commission structure, what sells on the platform, what to send in versus what to try to consignment store, sell yourself, and so many other things. So that's what this episode is all about, guys. Okay, let's dive in. We'll see you at the table. First of all, I just want to say that this is probably one of the most exciting episodes that we have done thus far this season. I would agree. Yes. I feel like we're so legit with like, yes. <laughs> we have someone from the here. real real here, although she's my rep. <laughs> so flattered. I don't know if that really counts, but it does. It totally does. I think so. I'm, I, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. And, um, just so everyone knows, even though she's my rep, she had to get approval from the real real. So this, like, this is a legit thing. They, they had to go through an approval process and all that fun stuff. So welcome, Katrine, to the episode. Hello. I am so happy to be here. Yay. I wish you guys could <laughs> see her. Like, she she's is like fabulous. the epitome of what you would expect a real real rep to look like. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like, even the background, everything that she's like. She's on point. She's on brand. She's amazing. Yes. Makes me and Daniela feel like trash rats, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> With our hair up because Jen just went to go work out and I'm about to go work out after this. So <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, we want yes. everyone to get to know who you are as a person before we go into the real world, because your background is very interesting. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself and how you kind of found yourself moving into the fashion space, how you got into the real real and all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like fashion has always been a part of my life. Like ever since I was younger, my family was into fashion. My parents always made sure we were dressed well, right? Mm -hmm. We weren't those kids that were like running around, like wearing whatever we wanted. No, yeah. we had to look <laughs> good so that started the influence um my dad was always in a suit going to work stylish um tie on so I think from an early age was very inspired um and just really it was just a part of my life um so I feel like when I went to school, it was like no brainer that I wanted to do something in fashion. Um, so I went to URI, got a fashion merchandising degree, and um, I had started working for Nordstrom. Mm. Uh, I actually started out in their internship program, um, which I think still exists to this day, um, which is really fun introductory way to get into retail, to get into management, um, and to really be that um, kind of stepping stone into that role. Um, so that was fun. And I had gotten thrown into the men's department when I worked there. And I had no idea about anything relating, pertaining to menswear. I only knew about like young women's fashion at the time. Um, so when they threw me in, they said, Katrina, you're going to work in men's suiting. I was like, okay, 
but sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Let's Are you going to teach it. me some stuff? So yeah. like, I don't know how yeah. to fit a suit, but I guess I will take on the challenge. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did that, worked as a salesperson, worked as an intern, um, eventually had gotten promoted to be an assistant manager there. Um, loved it. Fell in love with menswear. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved suiting. I thought it was such a special Mm -hmm. personal experience with the, um, with your client, measuring them, doing like custom-made suits. It was special. It was fun. You come to really appreciate the construction of fashion and like, it's just a different, it's a different aspect than like your fast fashion, right? Right. Right. Um, At one point I had even like wanted to work in menswear and like have my own menswear store. Oh, um, wow. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Not off the table. Who knows? Could happen <laughs> down the line. We definitely um, don't have anything like that here. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. So who knows? Could be a, could be a good option down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then, um, you know, there was that, the store closure Providence place. Mm-hmm. Um, Such was, a sad day. I know, devastating for us yeah. at Nordstrom. Devastating. So many good people had worked there for yeah. so many years. Um, and then I had transferred and worked at our Natick store um, for quite a while, three years or so, and eventually became um, the beauty manager there because I'm also super passionate about makeup. So that was a really great role to have. And it taught me a lot about managing people, managing teams. And it just kind of branched me out into all different aspects of like retail and fashion and, and beauty and how all of those things kind of come together. And eventually I wanted to branch out from working in a department store. Thus led me here. Love that. And just so people know, Natick to where we live is not that close (laughs) (laughs) it is not and let me tell you that commute was hard yeah every day 93 like that's that's a lot the miles that I put on my car you would not believe I can imagine (laughs) so how first of all did you know about the real real before you went and applied to it like how did that process work for you I did actually and you know what's really funny is that even before I had um, applied to this job last year, I had kind of been looking, there was a listing like years ago for a real, real position, but before the positions were, um, it was more of like a part-time kind of like gig. It wasn't a full-time position. Um, and I had looked into it. I, I don't know. I was just like wanting to branch out from working in a department store. I loved what I did. I loved leading a team of people, but I just was like intrigued by Mm. that kind of role and the flexibility in it. And um, yeah, and then I had been like, I was one of those people who saw like the real, real ads on TV. And I was like, that's really cool. I have always grown up thrifting and buying vintage clothes and like from a young Mm -hmm. age going to like children's um, used clothing with my mom, you know? And it was fun because you never knew what you were going to find. Like me and my friends would go to Savers in high school with like $20 and find some cool stuff. And it was like the most exciting thing. So I think 
knowing that this kind of position existed in this company and it being like the luxury and designer level of what it is made it so much more special and like intriguing to me being into fashion. Um, so yeah, it kind of, that kind of led me here and led me to be interested in, in working for the real, real. Wow. Can you explain to everyone like what your title is and what that encompasses? Yeah. So um, technically I'm a luxury manager. Um, I'm really called a single market luxury manager in Rhode Island because I am the only person here within the market mm -hmm. um, in this territory. So um, what that means, my role is kind of a concierge in a way, um, liaison between the consigner and the company and assisting people in consigning their items with us. And each state has different tiers to this, correct? Yes. So um, as I am the only person here in Rhode Island, there's other people that work and um, do this role in other states, right? So there's bigger territories, there's more people. So in Massachusetts, you're going to have multiple reps um, yeah. in the state, you know, um, working out of different areas. Same thing. New York, LA, any big cities, they're going to have multiple people doing my job. Um, and then those people as well will work with, um, there's some people that work strictly with just new consigners. And then there's people that work strictly with repeat consigners. Um, and they're, they kind of specialize in building those relationships. Whereas the special thing about what I do is I get to do both and I get right. to keep my people. Yeah, that's nice. Um, mm -hmm. Indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. They build those relationships. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that's so important because I think that's one of the things, Jen and I were talking about this before we started recording where I felt like before there wasn't like a consistent, like you got to stay with one person. It was like you constantly bounced around. Right. And I love that I have one person I can just call and go to. And I know that like she's staying until she decides to leave me, but <laughs> <laughs> she ever decides to leave. But it does. But it I makes a like really a big difference, right? Yes. Especially for us who who tend to really work a lot, right? With the real real. I know that because we are resellers, it, it is different, right? Then I'm sure that, you know, your typical person that might be just selling here and there, you know, pieces or something. You know, you definitely want to forge that relationship with that person because uh, these are the people that can bring in tons and tons of inventory and lots of different different things. And you want to have that partnership with somebody that you can really trust. You know, because like, like you said, like half the time we're finding all these like really amazing different pieces. And it's just nice to have somebody where it's like, Hey, what do you think about this? Can we do this? You know, asking all those types of questions, it's really a great relationship to have. So it's nice that, you know, Danielle, you've been able to, to have that now. Cause like you said, like the inconsistency, I think before where you build up the rapport with somebody and then you get moved, you know, can be, can be tough sometimes. Right. It can be, it can be. Yeah. And you know, not every state has a real, real rep. Like this is new for us in Rhode Island um, to have someone. And I'm sure other states out there as well don't don't have a rep. Um, but you can always contact the real directly, correct? And then have them talk to someone that way. Yes. So, you know, any of these smaller markets, we're still like building out. So we're still hiring people for these kinds of roles that I'm in. Um, this kind of position working solely with consigners new and repeat is something that we're kind of like piloting right now mm -hmm. to see if it would work like across um the whole spectrum so right. 
in every territory do we do this um, rather than kind of pivot between the the new and repeat business. So it is something that we're thinking of potentially continuing doing moving forward. But um, yeah, so any areas that don't currently have somebody and there seems to be a demand, we're hiring, right? So we're putting people there to build out the market because we are still a growing company. I think that's so important to note out there, guys, because I know there was like this big <laughs> shift in the com- in our in the reselling community where it was like, oh my God, is a real real gonna go? Like, are they gonna like file for bankruptcy and be done because there was all those moves happening and the CEO is leaving, right? Like, so there's all these components which happen in every large company at some point. Um, and there was yeah. always like that uncertainty. So it's nice to hear from someone who works there, like, no, they're growing and they're building out things and they're really trying to yeah. fix what they know wasn't working for their people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jen, would you like to ask the first question? We're going to dive right into the real, real here. We have lots of questions. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I know it's going to sound really silly, but just in case we have any listeners that are out there, can you explain to us what, what is the real, real basically? Like what's the elevator pitch, I guess, of the real, real, just in case (laughs) we have some people who are like, I have no idea what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, If you go on our website, if you see our commercials, right, we're authenticated luxury consignment, and that is quite literally what we are. There's a little bit more in depth to it. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, our main goal is to um, help with sustainability, right, in the the circular fashion economy and be that um, presence in the industry, right? Um, we're making an impact in the environment. Um, and we're just kind of like your, your larger consignment store, right. That you would have down the street from you, but we do it at a much larger scale and with exclusively for the most part, design high-end designer items. You know, we do take some more contemporary brands, um, but for the most part, we are high-end luxury, right. Um, and we service, consigners, people who are looking to sell their items with us um, in doing that, right? So whereas people maybe would just like donate their things, you don't know where they're going. Um, A lot Mm -hmm. of places where you actually donate things, they're not actually getting um, circulated, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes those things go to the dump. Correct. Uh, So we're actually making sure that it goes into other hands, right? And pe- oh, other people nice. will love and appreciate those items. Oh, see, I yeah. love, I love that. I think that you're, you're so right. Like half the time, it's like, I've even noticed this too. Sometimes when I've consigned locally, right? Because sometimes you can go and consign. They'll take some pieces and then they'll say, "Well, we don't want this stuff." And I've seen, I've even seen the transactions where people are like, "Well, I don't know, I don't want it." So it's like they just say, "Okay, well, we'll just take care of it," but. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Like, you know, like take care of it. What does that actually mean? So that's nice to know that you guys have that type of program where you just ensure that it's not just going to go into a dump. Like if there's anything salvageable in here, things that you guys can reuse and that you use sustainability. I think that that is really, really such a perk and such a plus for the real, real. And on top of that too, with the real, real, what I think is really nice about it is like, it saves you time, right? So rather than getting in your car, getting all your stuff, making sure, you know, it's like, cause there's some consignment stores where it's like, you have to have them on hangers or you don't have to have them on hangers. Mm-hmm. You have to have them like, you know, folded, not folded certain kind of bags, spending the gas, going back and forth. 
for a place to only take like two pieces, that can be really discouraging for a lot of people where it's like this, everything is just like so much of it can be just be done in your own home, which is really nice. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and you know, we, we set us ourselves apart in the industry and, um, with our competitors, as far as like service and making it as seamless and an, as easy as possible. Right. So having a rep work with you, um, I'll come to you. Right. I literally, like I go to Daniela, she says, I have stuff. I go, okay. I go to her. That's amazing. Take it. Yeah. And she does everything. I don't have to do anything. So nice. That is so nice. She packages it all and it's a wonderful experience. And, uh, I, I, I love it. (laughs) Um, And I, the other part too, and and we'll, we'll go into this as we go, um, as we have some questions related to this, but if something happens to your items as well, this is where having a rep is so important because they really can Mm -hmm. be that middle person for you where sometimes we don't have the time to reach out to customer service. We're not getting the answers we want from customer service. Having that third party that works there that can help you is really beneficial. And I recently had an experience and we can go into it and we can share it later on when we get to the question. Um, but I think that's one of the things about the real real that I enjoy and why I still consign with them is that I have this asset now of someone who can help me one-on-one, which is wonderful. And I do see a difference in the way the company is doing their thing, their business, I should say, compared to even like two or three years ago. Like I'm seeing the improvements. um, I'm seeing the way that they're changing and shifting and really being mindful. I thought it was great. I don't know if it was last year where they started coming out with pieces where, um, uh, different people in the community were like sewing vintage pieces and creating like their own pieces out of it. And the real world, real world was selling it. Like you can see they're really trying to make their mark and sustainability, but mm-hmm. I do have a question. I don't know if you have an answer to this. Yeah. When items are on that 80% off section on the real, real, yeah. and let's say they never sell what, what happens to those pieces? <laughs> <laughs> do they just go back to the person? Like I've never had it happen. Great so I don't know. Question. Or do they just sit there? So I know. It's like something you never think of because you're no. like just a crazy discount. It's a crazy, like seemingly amount of time. So the general thing that we like to tell our consigners is that um, if it's been a year, right, which is highly unlikely, um, but if it's been that long, right, where something is getting that highly discounted mm-hmm. and it's still not selling, right, for whatever reason, right? We do everything to get it to sell. We have such yeah. a large customer base. We ship internationally, but you never know, right? We can never guarantee uh, for sure. But we like to say if it's been a year and your item still hasn't sold, we'll ask you if you want it back. If you don't want it back, we're going to still try to sell it. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. That is interesting. That, yes, but it's the reason you want to know that is because it just so rarely would happen that you're going to say like I fully anticipated you saying, "Well, we go and donate whatever nothing, you know, doesn't <laughs> yeah, sell." That's exactly what I thought you would that's say. That's what yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yes, no me too. Yeah. No, yeah. that that is it. Huh, that is interesting. Good yeah. to know. Good to yes. know. Um so what are the benefits of working with the rear rail, whether you're a consumer of it, the regular person that wants to consign stuff, or you're a group like us who are resellers and 
we obviously want to send you the things that we find. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that, you know, first of all, we're, we're number one in the market, right? Um, I think the fact that we have such a large customer base, um, as I had mentioned a little bit before, um, we ship all throughout the U.S., right? And we do ship internationally too. Now, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Yeah. Yeah. So like at the moment, you can't consign if you're international. So Uh. you you know, um, Mm -hmm. not to say that's not something that we might do down the line, but we, you can purchase from us internationally. So Mm -hmm. that just widens the spectrum of who can buy your items, um, even more. So we're also very competitive with pricing. Um, and I know sometimes that can be like a hot subject. We're going to talk all about pricing. (laughs) Don't you worry. I'm sure we will, (laughs) but, um, you know, Within the resale market, when you know resale, it all makes sense, right? You Mm -hmm. know which items are going to hold their value, which are investment pieces, um, which are not, right? And we will still try to price it as high as we can because not only do we want you to make a lot of money, but we want to make money too. We get a little bit of that commission too, right? right? So it makes sense for us to just like price your items super low because like we want to make some money off of them as well, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to do our best to price it where it makes the most sense for the type of item, for the current resale value, for the brand, for the condition, everything that plays a role into all of that. I think you just said the key word where what the market says. Yes. And as resellers, we forget this. Like, I feel like if you're just casually selling, you're not necessarily going to think about it in the same way. But as a reseller, you're like, wait, I could sell this myself for $200 and the real real is only going to price it at 100 or 150. And I'm only going to make whatever the percentage is. Why am I going to do it? And I think it's so important to remember. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters, May 17th, Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, the real world does the same market research that you do, if not more in depth. I'm and they're not lo- more. <laughs> yeah. They're looking at every click. They're looking at what what's trending, not only on their own site, yes. what's trending outside of the site. Like there's so many different things that they look into. There's so many facets to yes. comps, comps. It's like, it's not yes. just like, let me see what the last piece sold. Let me see what the highest, you know, amount that it sold. Like that's not how it's done. There really yes. is a science behind it. And there's a lot of thought that goes into it. And, and, and like you said, like, I mean, the real real is a company that's like, in the end, they want to sell the, the products. So they mm-hmm. are going to look and see what is the best price that the market is dictating at this point that mm-hmm. we also feel that is going to attract the most buyers, you know, to this piece. And so all of that needs to be considered because stuff sitting is wasting money and wasting space. And that's not what we want. And that's not what a company like the real real wants, right? They want to be constantly turning new inventory and new product because that's what keeps the lights on. It's like, you know, like having the consistent amount of pieces going through. It's just like when you have stuff in your own closet that you're trying to sell, right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's such a misunderstood part of the real real 
And I don't know, I, I think it's more so in our community more than anything mm-hmm. where like people get really upset about what things get priced at. And I always tell people you need to put it into perspective. How much did you pay for it? What mm-hmm. would you like, what would you honestly get for this piece if you sold it on your own? And how long would it really sit for you? Like if we're talking about a basic pair of Lafayette 148 black right. pants, like right. what do you really think you're going to get for that? You know? Yeah, no. And you know, you bring up, such a great point that I love to mention to people too, is that, you know, they don't always realize everything that goes into that. Right. It's like, just about to say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. If we're going over, we're looking at a comp for something, but you know, I've, I've had situations for an example where a consigner will be upset about the price. Okay. Let's go back. Let's see if there's anything we can do. Our team will come back to us and say, you know what, we actually can't change the price because that that last item that you saw that was sold for that higher price that sat for two months, right? Yeah, right. It's so like think about yes, mm-hmm. that plays a factor into pricing because you don't want your item to sit for that long, mm-hmm. right? If we drop it a little bit, it's gonna sell a lot faster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, or it's a piece that sold like that because the demand at the time yes. was that. Where now. Mm-hmm. It's like that wool coat that you want to sell in the middle of July might not affect that price. (laughs) Is it trendy? Is it seasonal? Mm -hmm. Is the brand hot right now? Um, The condition of your items play. That's a big thing. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it have a lot of wear? Is it brand new with tags? Um, Where is it at on that spectrum? All of those things factor into pricing. Right. And I think that for me, at least when I can sign and knowing that the price would be, let's say, less than what I would sell it for. But I also factored in the fact that like, I'm not really doing anything though. I'm giving it to somebody else to store, Mm -hmm. to photograph, to ship, to measure, to do all this kind of stuff. So it's like, you do have to kind of factor that in as well. It's less work for you. So, you know, it's just all these things that you do need to consider as well. And I think a lot of people don't realize that too. It's like, no, someone is doing this job for you. And it's a lot of extra steps that they're taking out, you know, for you to sell it. Cause it's like, yes, of course you can sell it for a lot more. Sure. You can do that. You don't think about everything else that goes, goes into it. That's not just price related or item related. Right. It's also the labor that goes into it. Right. You know, often people will want to try to, to sell items on their own and potentially try to make right exactly what they had purchased. Oh yeah. Their item. Never happen unless you have a Chanel or Hermes, it's not happening. (laughs) Right. And that's what I tell my consigners too, right? It's the convenience. Like, why are you choosing to consign with us? The convenience aspect. Mm -hmm. We're literally taking care of everything for you. We're finding the buyer, we're authenticating it, we're pricing it, we're photographing it listing it all you literally have to do is wait to get your commission check at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah and absolutely. well also the overhead that the real world has I wanted to add that in they're not a small little company <laughs> like we are they are a large large company across the nation so all those factors go into it guys I know we get all upset but these are the <laughs> reasons why the pricing is the way that it is right um Jen do you want to take the next question because I think this will be interesting to hear the real real um, perspective on it. <laughs> the things that are well, sought after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So it's kind of a big question though. It is a big <laughs> but, question. 
Let's what go kind of, question. What kind of items seem to be the most sought after by buyers? You know, I mean, we could probably start with like categories, I would say mm. would probably be the best way to start. And then obviously, like if you can think of like more specific examples of things, like whether it's like, oh, dresses from this brand we find are really hot or whatever. If you have any of the, yeah. those types of examples that I think our listeners would be very interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, on our site, any of our top brands, marquee brands is what we call them, are going to be the most sought after, the best investment pieces, the best value of things to consign, as far as if you're talking Chanel, Hermes, Louis Vuitton, right, um, Dior, any of the top designers, for the most part. Um, handbags do super well on our yeah. site, right? Mm-hmm jewelry and watches clothing is seasonal I would say that can change right can change by what's trending at the moment what's in style um but for the most part I would say handbags jewelry and watches tend to always can kind of consistently be our top categories of things to design or to buy um And that's due to demand, right? It's due to the resale value for those kinds of items. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that a lot of people don't know that we sell on the real real is unbranded jewelry. Now that's a huge category for us. Interesting. I know I did not know that. I would always think like it would have to be a designer piece or, you know, something on the list. So that's interesting. Yes. So I always tell that to all of my consigners because if you have jewelry lying around, if you have gold, it can be, it has to be 14 karat and up, but if you have gold, you have platinum, if you have palladium and there's no brand, we will take it, right? And we price it based on weight, if there's diamonds. Um, so you can make a lot of money um, selling yeah, jewelry. Absolutely. I don't think that we, I think we always forget we're so like stuck on like handbags and clothing sometimes that we forget about those smaller categories. Like you said, watches and jewelry, mm-hmm. but that does make the most sense. I know me as, as a buyer um, with the real, real something that I, I do mostly buy are my handbags from there. And the reason why I like to buy my handbags from there, as opposed to, and I'll be honest, as opposed to like a Poshmark or mm-hmm. eBay or something, it's just, there's too many dupes out there. There's too many things that I'm just not sure about when it comes to condition. And, and I just, I like that. I feel like I, I have like that sense um, of confidence with the real, real, when I do decide, I'm like, you know, I want to spend this money and I want to get this handbag. And I know that, um, that I'm going to get a piece that is in decent condition, or at least I know they're going to describe anything, you know, that isn't, yes. that, that maybe isn't up to par or would consider it fair condition or something. But I, I do love, I, I do buy, like I said, my handbags from there. I don't, I don't buy them from Poshmark when it comes to yeah. luxury bags. It I just, I'm too right. afraid to do it. <laughs> and you know, and you know, for those high value items too, that they are authenticated, right? Yeah. You know, they're authenticated, you know, as you're talking about condition, right? You have the choice to buy. Do you want something that's more fair condition? Fair condition bags are actually trendy right now, which is um, amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's something that people are actually buying because it's mm-hmm. kind of like cool to have a beat up bag. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I know so you guys interesting. Be like 
the like I think it was one of the Olsen twins with like the beat up Birkin yeah there was an article about it so um you know we we had said something about it that there it's fair condition but there's high demand for those items mm-hmm. but um you can choose right you have the power to choose do I care that this bag has scuffing or a little stain inside or scratching on the hardware? No, I don't. Or I'm going to get such a great value on this bag that would be maybe a thousands of dollar more, but because mm-hmm. it has a little bit of wear, I can choose that I want to buy it. But we'll also let you know if something is brand new, right? Or pristine mm-hmm. brand new mm-hmm. with tech. So it's really as a buyer, you have ultimately like all of the choices it's all in your hands gotcha we yeah. have an authentication question do we want to throw it in now since we just brought it up yeah i mean why not I mean, we might as well let's do it so <laughs> yeah. authentication yes what does the real real do in terms of authentication like what does their process look like like is it in-house do you guys go somewhere else like kind of those right kind of mm-hmm. because we have heard feedback from the community I have never personally experienced it so I can't say that Me I've either. had an issue in this I've, I've never mm-hmm. experienced it um, but there have been people that have experienced something not being authentic and going to them or question of mm, I'm not sure if this is actually authentic and and then kind of having that discord with discourse with the real real like hey what this isn't real or I don't think it's real like so question one authentication and yeah. then like what does that process look like afterwards if yeah, someone thinks it's yeah. not real so um we employ um authenticators across every spectrum so it's all done in-house um in okay. our workhouses we do also have people that um if you ever want an in-person um, authentication process. If maybe, right, this has happened to you, unfortunately, whereas it's with us or with, you know, you've purchased a bag elsewhere, right, anywhere. Um, another option that I'll just mention really quickly is we do offer, um, um, authentication on the spot in our store locations that have a luxury Mm. consignment office, uh, Ah, called the LCO, um, and we have experts there to do, you can actually book appointments with experts in the stores to do on the spot authentication. And we do that for like high, high value handbags, jewelry, watches, any kind of pieces like that. Um, but we do employ, um, authenticators from handbag authenticators to gemologists to, you know, people that specialize in Rolexes, people that specialize in, um, you know, designer sneakers, collectible sneakers. Mm. We have a, actually a whole collectible category. That's like a side note of another thing that we we do sell and, and do on the side. I did too. want to talk about that after because I feel like yeah. it's a category no one talks about. It, <laughs> yes, because it's not often that we do um, find those items like yeah. in our appointments. And a lot of people don't have many of those items to yeah. consign, but it is um, it is a category that we do have. Um, but yeah, so we employ all of these people that do the authenticating for us. So you can trust that it is being done in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not like shipping things out elsewhere for it to be done. So it's all part of the real, real. Um, and then I would say, you know, we, we do a great job, right. For the most part, we authenticate, you know, we have done, yeah, we've done a great job authenticating bags, authenticating jewelry, um, in the off chance that 
that was to happen where somebody felt as if their item was not authentic. Um, there's many factors that could play into it, right? Um, I know we had we had talked earlier um, a little bit about maybe it's an older style. Is it vintage? Does it not have the same hardware that new bags do? Does it not have a serial number because it's a lot, um, again, a lot older of a bag that may not have that? Um, but just overall, I know that we're working to improve like everything on our back end, right? Through having a new CEO, um, we're just working to improve everything and mm -hmm. to make everything a lot more seamless um, and go smooth and have people not, you know, have these experiences. Yeah, I think that's, it's comforting to hear that the authentication is like actual people in in the in your buildings, in your warehouses, yes. in the stores touching the item. Yes. Because there's something to be said about being able to touch and see and feel and like take that tiny little, you know, lens and really look mm -hmm. into the detail because that's what they do. That's what authenticators do. They're looking at the seams, they're looking at the way things are cut exactly. and they're they're really zooming in on that where when you're using third party and there are some third parties that I that I have used and that I trust, but um, they're not always done in the same way, right? right. Mm -hmm. So that is nice to know that there are people in-house that are doing this and that you can have someone come to you if you're like, hey, or you can go to them and be like, I need you to look at this. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you for answering that question because yeah. it's a hot topic. It's always a hot topic in the community. <laughs> always, always, always. Well, it's it's funny to me because I don't know. I don't ever have a problem with it. I always am like, no, everything that I'm going to get is real there. Like I said, that's why for me personally, I, I would rather trust the authenticators than even myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's some pretty good dupes that are out there. And like, and of course there's really bad ones too. Like, you know, if something's like a crazy deal, I'm any platform you're like, oh, that's definitely suspicious. Number one, red flag, but, red flag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, no, no. Thank you for, for answering that. I think that that just gives more confidence too to a lot of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, these people are professionals, right? It's what they do every day. So you would think that they'd be experts at it. And I think they are. Can I tell you what every reseller like envisions of the real, real warehouse <laughs> when they first start? <laughs> Please I don't do. know why this doesn't come from like any, any sort of place, but every reseller thinks that the warehouse is like this room with, with people sitting on chairs and like they're opening, like they're dumping the box out and they're sorting through. I don't know why this is the perception that resellers have when they first think of the real, real, like that it's not like this streamlined thing. You just like, yeah. Hey, there's this guy that's opening my box up and so you just, <laughs> that is li literally what most people think. And it's like, mm -hmm they actually have a system put in place. Like it's not just someone dumping your yes. box out and like yes. looking at each thing. Yes, right. there's people that do every single, each bit of the process, right? People yeah. that receive your items, authenticate them, photo. There's people that just do the photography. And so um, we really have like every kind of professional to do the entire process for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that this has happened or whatever, but like mistakes happen. Things mm -hmm. sometimes you know, can slip through the cracks, whether it's authentication stuff or like I've seen times where it's like they photographed a skirt, but it was actually a cape. Like, you know what yes. I mean? And people just laugh over silly things. Like it's like, it happens. Yeah. It happens in every company and everything else, but it's great. Like what you were saying that like, you know, your company is wor working, constantly working hard to just keep improving, keep, you know, finding those like small little things that need to be adjusted or changed or pivot mm -hmm. or anything 
that is what you're going to find in every single company that's out there. So I'm like, I don't see why anybody should be complaining. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. again, mistakes happen, things happen. So yeah. it's, it's not a, it's not a big deal. And that's, that's kind it. of, you know, <laughs> that goes back to what, you know, me and Daniela working together, right. Um, mm-hmm. why it's so beneficial to work with a rep is that absolutely if, if something was to happen in the off chance, like we can work side by side together to make sure it's seamless and mm-hmm. make sure it gets fixed. Right. Um, cause like you said, we are such a big company that of course we want everything to be perfect of all course, the time of course, things yeah. happen but we're always going to make it right we always do for the consigner you know I have to say one of my favorite stories that I always remember when with my experience with the real real was when I yeah. first started and it was like the first time I was going to send something I had a dress it was like a oh, I'm going to say it wrong but it's like the herve leisure is that what how you say it herve leisure Hervé Leger, look at that, even worse, like (laughs) Hervé Leger dress that I found at the thrift store, but I just didn't know if it was real, you know? And I remember calling my rep at the time there and just being like, have this dress. I found it. I'm like, but I don't know if it's real. And I was like, and I remember her telling me like, it's okay, send it in. We'll let you know if it's not. But I was so afraid to send in something that I was like, well, I don't want them to think I'm a counterfeiter. Like, I'm just like, I was so (laughs) afraid to like send it in. But it was, it was so nice. Like they, um, you know, she was like, it's not a problem. We'll authenticate it for you. Even if you don't know, I even remember writing a note and being like, I'm not sure if this is real. I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) it turns out, it turns out it wasn't real, unfortunately. Um, but I really appreciated that, you know, I didn't feel like a monster for like, you know, and they didn't make me feel like a monster for, you know, sending in when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply a fake item is no I mean we don't expect you guys to be the experts you know what I mean that's why we have experts that's the whole point right yes yeah absolutely yeah no that was I always I always really appreciated that and I think that um that is again what's really nice about having a rep is like someone who can really help you and guide you through a lot of these luxury brands because a lot of us you know we don't see these things in our every day life and mm-hmm. dealing with these types of items, it's nice to deal with somebody who is an expert who can help you and guide you along the way. Cause I know for myself, and I'm sure a lot of people who do resell luxury can be very intimidating mm-hmm. for a lot mm-hmm. of people. And I know when I first started, I was even afraid to pick up luxury pieces. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to do with this item, you know, myself. Cause I'm like, right. I don't, sell these types of things. I sell mall brands or mid tier, you know, or, um, but anything luxury, I don't, I don't know what to do. And that's where for me, the real, real was really great because you guys made the process so seamless and you didn't make any, honestly, and you guys weren't snobs about it. That's another thing. Like, you know, it just, your dates were so helpful and so nice and really walked me through the process. And so I really enjoyed, you know, working with the real real for a lot of those different aspects. Can I play devil's advocate? I love doing this. Okay. Okay. Let's say 
I have something that I send into you and I know that it's authentic because it was my great, great grandmothers and <laughs> no, 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 I'm being <laughs> my great grandmothers mm-hmm. and not yeah. great, great. Cause that wouldn't make sense, but my great grandmothers and she bought it on her trip in Europe. And I know that's hers and it was passed down to me, mm-hmm. but I send it in and you guys can't authenticate it. Do you mm-hmm. send it back to me? What, how does that work? Or do you not yes. know? Okay. No, we would. Yeah. So if for whatever reason we couldn't authenticate it, does it can happen sometimes? I mean, if it's um, really again, old, there are I, I would imagine sometimes it's very difficult. Right. So again, if it doesn't have like the proper label that we look for, if it's missing like a tag, you know, there's there's times people have um I actually just had this this happen with a consigner, but you have like an Hermes scarf, right? Says Hermes on it. Okay. But there's no tag. <laughs> We cannot authenticate that because there's so many like fakes and dupes out there. Mm -hmm. So something like that, even though you may know like to a T, this is real, right? We cannot confidently resell that because that would be bad for our shoppers, right? And our buyers. But if potentially it wasn't for whatever reason, you could tell me and tell me and tell me, but we need to do the proper steps and make sure that we're selling the right thing. So we would, to answer your question, just ship it right back to you. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I actually like- had that happen to me, Daniela. <laughs> oh, really? Not. Yeah. Happened to be scarves too. I found two Chanel <laughs> scarves and don't know. I, I didn't know anything about it. I sent them in and it was the same thing. They just, it, it was in a note. It just said unable to authenticate, yes. you know? And so when I asked them, what does that mean? It was just exactly what just said. It was just like, what Katrine just said, where it was like, well, we just couldn't do it because of the eight potential, the age, we just don't have the confidence in giving you an authentication. And I'm like, okay. So I just, they just send them back to me. That's all they right. did. I, I still have them. I don't know what to do with them, but I was, I also don't yeah. want to donate them. So I'm like, what if they are? Well, that's great to know as a buyer too, you know, mm-hmm. going back to that authentication question, it's like, if we're sending your stuff back, right, we could easily be like greedy and be like, okay, we're going to take it because it's a Chanel scarf and we want to sell it, right? We want to make money off of this. But even though this could be, you know, something that we could potentially make money off of, we're still shipping it back to you because we want to authenticate it properly. Right. Right. You want to be as sure as possible. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just throwing all the questions out there that I know people are like having their heads. Like as we're talking, I'm like, people are absolutely (laughs) thinking this right now. Okay. Let's, um, we'll, we'll talk about my experience with the damaged piece that just recently happened. And then we'll go into like how to even start with the real world, because not everyone that listens, that's listening right now has even done it or has no like they have no idea where to even start or like what that process looks like so we definitely want to talk about that and that will couldn't that will also be the tiers and the commission structures as we know everyone has lots and lots of questions on that so keep listening that's coming up um okay so i had a bag that was brand new with the tags in the dust bag that we put in the bag together and photographed (laughs) we did we did it was 100 intact there was Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it um that went off to the rail rail. And then as they were going through the processing part of it, which by the way, is so much quicker than it has been in the past. It is like within a week or two's time, everything oh, yeah. is like up and it's done, which is great. Um, I see that this bag says that it is damaged. And I was like, 
well, no, no, it's not. So I immediately am like texting, firing away. Like, what do we do? Like, this was not damaged. We have the photos of it. I have photos of it because I always keep my listings. You saw it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I was like, well, what do we do? Right. So I reach out to customer service and we start that conversation. Unfortunately, weeks go by and this isn't always my experience, but this time that's what it was. Weeks go by. I still don't hear anything. And it's like this back and forth of, yes, we're pulling it so they can review it, blah, blah, blah. Well, what ends up happening is that piece comes back to me and they never reviewed it. And now I'm angry (laughs) because I'm getting a damaged piece back. I'm now losing the money and you're not going to pay me out on it. No, no, no. This is not how this works. So there was actually we had text chains going back and forth. You had reached Mm -hmm. out to your manager as well. Mm -hmm. So like there were multiple parties involved with this. Once your manager got involved, I got an email from whoever the senior people are on the back end that deal with customer service Mm -hmm. that were like, Hey, we know this happened. We're going to get back to you in like a, in, you know, three to five days time, bear with us. We'll let you know what the next steps are. So I let seven days go by because I want to be fair And I still hadn't heard back. So I reached back out to this individual. I let everyone know what's happening. And then within two days after that, I got a response. I got credits to the website multiple times throughout this process, which is great, which I love because I can either source for myself or for the business, one or the other. Mm -hmm. And then um, they had a resolution. I did not have to send the bag back, which is great for me because I'm going to get it fixed. And then we're going to send that bag right back to the real real. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're not going to tell anyone else that though. Um, and then, um, and, and they paid me out on it on top of it. So they did do good by it, but because I have a rep and because she was able to get her manager involved, it completely changed the dynamic of the situation. I wasn't just going back and forth with the regular customer service line. Right. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) You are so welcome. (laughs) That's like at the end of the day, right. Is things happen, right? Yeah. We really wish that they didn't. I wish that never happened, but we will make it right, right? We will always be right by you and fix it at the end right. of the day. Yeah. Um, I did not anticipate all the credits on top of it, but I'll take it. <laughs> shop, shop. Yeah, exactly. Bye. Please. I, uh, I want to, I want to know, Daniela, what happened to the bag? Like what actually happened to it? Um, so it looks like one of the, so it was a chain link uh, uh-huh. handle okay. and it looks like one of the chains snapped, Oh, but it's okay. only one chain that snapped. Okay. Right? okay. Could you say that's what happened? Yeah, it was, um, so it's like those like plastic chain yeah. links, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it looked like it had just slit down the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha, oh. gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, yeah, that's I'm all. Like, it I wasn't like know. anything crazy. But- oh, I was like expecting like a slash or something. Oh, oh no, 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 I would have been <laughs> no, real God. mad if that would happen. <laughs> you would have been it's a whole new level of mad. We on can my fix end. this one. Yeah, yeah. this can gotcha. be fixed. Yeah, but, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. So, what made me the most upset was that the bag was sent back to me and like they had promised a resolution and that hadn't happened and somewhere along the line communication got broken down but again like this is the first time that that's happened to me and I've been consigning with the real real for five years so I can't like it's few and far in between right 
it's not a common occurrence. All right, let's get to the good part. This is what everyone wants to know. <laughs> right. Break down. Okay. <laughs> I know. We're gonna, get your pen and paper, guys. Okay. We're yes. going to start with number one. We're going to break it down. I want to sell on the real, real. What, well, how do I do that? And what does that process yeah. look like? Well, right. First of all, what do you want to consign? Okay. That's what we always ask first. Is it on our list? <laughs> that goddamn list that changes all the time. <laughs> Make sure it's on our list. Okay. And then from there, how do you want to consign? Right. So I am here in Rhode Island now, but there's still people that totally like to ship in things on their own and that's okay. Right. What makes sense for you? Are you somebody that wants to, you're shipping in one item at a time. You just want a shipping label. Um, you want to pack it up yourself, drop it off at UPS. Do you want the more personal experience of working with a rep and having someone guide you through the process? Um, so those are the two like key, I would say, first starting out factors. How do you want to consign with us? Mm -hmm. um, and then based on that, making sure that you understand exactly how it works. So I always prefer and think that it's best to work with a rep because a lot of people, like I said, if you do like to do it on your own, that's totally fine. But I think being able to fully explain the process, explain the commission and how it works, explain the discounting, right. um, offer price estimates, offer um, just you know, that service, right? That one-on-one um, -on -one working side-by-side -side with you, working side-by-side -side if there's any issues. I think that that is the best method, but you have a choice, right? It's always in the consigner's hand with which works best for them. Um, so that would be starting out. Um, and then from there, is it you're wanting to, so let's say, you have one item, okay? Mm -hmm. For a situation like that, you have the option. You could either ship in your item on your own or you can set up something like a virtual appointment where we can go over the process together. Um, again, I prefer that than people shipping things in on their own. I think that gives you a lot more transparency and I can fully walk you through that process. Mm -hmm. uh, for in-home appointments, that in-home touch, we usually ask for like five more items um, because we're traveling to you, right? Um, makes sense. <laughs> we are making that little trip, um, whether it's five minutes away or whether it's an hour away, um, but we are making that trip to you. So we usually ask for like a little like limit of items. Um, and then um, how do you want to consign, right? Mm -hmm. What's your purpose for consigning? Is it to make money with us? Is it to, are you just cleaning out your closet? Are you like a reseller, like Daniela, um, what is the reason that you're looking to consign? And that depends on, I could give you an example of somebody just has one watch, right? They're looking to consign with us. It's a really high value piece. Mm -hmm. um, in a situation like that, um, are we getting pricing for you and just looking to sell that one item because you want to um, get rid of that watch, but you want to make sure that you're getting the best price. Or are you somebody with a large closet who just wants to, you would just donate things, but you actually want to consign and sell with us because it's 
makes more sense to make some money off of your items. So that's the next question is what is your purpose? What's your goal of consigning mm-hmm. with us? What are you hoping to get out of it? Right. Um, so you go from there and then that's when we will decide the best option for you. Um, okay. so that would be the starting off kind of okay lead way into yeah. the full consignment process. I would I say. definitely have questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jen, you get your questions first and then we'll go into the tiers and commission. Go yeah. ahead. Okay. Number one, my first question is the list, right? Yes. I know, and I know Daniela knows yep. that that list is not completely set in stone at times, or at least it wasn't, right? But there's are some times where you can um, consign slide a few things, slide in. a few things in there. So my question is, you know, not is, when she's in your house, I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So just <laughs> out of curiosity, is that, is that like sometimes depend, like, are you okay? Like as a rep, are you like, okay, yes, I'll let something slide if it's a really great piece or is it, is it, how are you guys cracking down more on that now with the real, real than before? Yes. Mm-hmm. So really the list is the source of truth. So okay. if I can't, if I can't add it into your, if I'm in your house, like I'm, when I'm with Daniela, right. And I can can't you please add it take this off my hand. She tells me no, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will, they will reject it and they will send it back. Okay. If it's a brand that we do not take, there are, however, um, some exceptions, but you need to work with somebody in order to get those approved. So those are, um, so it's any, any designer on the list Mm -hmm. or, um, unbranded fur, we can get approved, but we Mm -hmm. only take chinchilla, mink and sable. Okay. Um, so those are things that we could send in, but we don't recommend people just shipping it in on their own because technically we need to get it approved based on like style, um, type of fur before we ship it in. Mm -hmm. Um, also special vintage pieces. So those we can get approval for as well. Um, again, better to work with a rep and have them do that process for you. than you ship it in blindly okay. and it get rejected. Um, cause we do have a team of like vintage experts as well mm-hmm. that will say like, this is a really special piece. This is beautiful. Yes. We're going to take it. Awesome. I'm so glad you said that because I've been holding onto this vintage dress that is Ooh. a brand that princess diana used to wear and it's no longer um it's no no longer in circulation and it's been hanging on my rack and i almost told you last time and i was like well i don't know it's not a brand that like it's such an obscure thing that unless you know princess diana's fashion history like you wouldn't know (laughs) that it's a thing it's true but we might have experts that do so like we're gonna add that to the list for the next time (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then unbranded jewelry that I had mentioned before too. So again, those are things you're still going to want. Um, you don't necessarily need to get as much approval on like gold and stuff like that, because we do generally take all gold, but again, better to just work with somebody and make sure that is the type of gold we can take. It is 14 K and up. It is platinum. It is palladium. Um, but there, so there are some things (laughs) <laughs> that are not on the list that we can take but she's choosing her day, words very carefully no here. I know I know just because and the, and the reason why I bring it up again I have not consigned with the real real for 
almost two years now. So yeah. I'm a little out of the loop. I'm not going to lie. But I just, I do remember a big topic in the reselling community was like, oh yeah, you can sometimes throw in some stuff that used to be on the list, but now is not on the list. And I think a lot of people get that misinformation. So yeah. I just wanted to, yeah, ask you that question because I don't want people to be thinking that they can send in all the stuff with like, with the, the back knowledge of thinking, oh yeah, like they'll just take it because so-and-so mm-hmm. said that they mm-hmm. would take it. You know what I mean? But like, it's, so it's also like, not wasting your guys's time and not wasting also the seller's time. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, it's something that we run into a lot. Um, I could see that. <laughs> yes. So like, you know, in our system, I'll get like notified when people are shipping things in within Rhode Island. Right. And I can, um, if you used to like send things in on your own in the past, you'd be able to create your own packing slip, right? And yes, I do items. remember that. You could like write in some stuff because yeah. I used to do so that. I, yeah. So I can see those, right? <laughs> and I can see sometimes that there's, you can sometimes add in brands that we don't take. Yes. And so this again goes back to like the benefit of working with somebody because that is just creating extra work because you're just people will just not look at the list and they'll just pack boxes of stuff and just ship it in. But it's like, half of that stuff is just going to get sent right back to you. And I yeah. you know we, we try to be proactive and, and let um, our consigners know about that. Hey, by the way, like <laughs> things you listed are not brands we take. It's just going to get, right oh, sorry, we don't take target, but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you really like, tried. It wasn't on the list. Surprised. But I you would be surprised. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I will. Uh, I do want to ask what's the craziest thing that you've, you've received or that you've uh, like, can you like of things that we can't take? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like something that you can't take where you're like, oh no, sorry, we can't take that for sure. <laughs> I would just say any like like you know, like active wear kind of stuff. Oh, like oh, people um, try sending that in. Interesting. Like Nike, Adidas, oh. uh yeah. Lululemon. Just I could I could see Lululemon people trying to send that in. I could see that. Yeah. 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 I would say for the most part, some things, some things like that. Yeah. yeah. They're that like really sense. old and like, <laughs> you're like, no. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Not, not on the list. Okay. <laughs> oh my but God. I do no. think it's good that if there isn't something that's on the list, but it is special and everyone yeah, realizes the potential that it's to special. Get it approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. this is where the collectible conversation kind of come in too, because with collectibles, I know it's like trading cards, but they have to be graded. Um, there's all those yes. types of things in there. Uh, but I think it's good to know that there are places besides pawn, uh, pawn shops and all these other online collectible type of websites you can go to. The Real Real does offer it as long as it comes with the standards that they need with those pieces. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what about like... Uh, I know you said jewelry, but when it comes to like silver, like housewares, I know there's a market for that in the real real as well. When it comes to sending that kind of stuff in, what, mm-hmm. what do people need to look for for that? So so we did take um, a lot more houseware items. So we did take flatware, we did take silver, we did take um, stemware, mm. surfware. Um, we don't any longer. Oh, okay. Um, so not any like, Baccarat, um, like crystal glasses. We did take those um, and they did sell, but I think there's not enough of a market for those pieces, at least right now. 
we are still taking some housewares such as um, I've sent in more like decor based items. So okay. I've um, sent in like silver picture frames or like silver, like decorative dishes for people or. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Like Hermes pillows and blankets. And so that's kind of much more where we're shifting. Um, whereas like at one point we were literally taking furniture and we're taking like oh, couches wow. and chairs oh, and stuff wow. like that. Were you like having to go to people's houses and like picking up couches? I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> that was before my time. But I do know that they had like, so um, we do have like a van service. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm that we can offer in those, in those situations. If something's like that oversized. <laughs> I'm like, Katrina, I have one thing for you, but it's a couch. Can you come get it? Can you please oh my God, come and put it in your it in car? car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to attach it to the roof for you. Yeah. It'll be just fine. It's not going to fit in my Corolla. <laughs> That's All right. So no, this is the part that everyone wants, right? Yes. When you start off the real real, you are on certain tiers with certain commission structure. And then as you grow on the real real, you end up in different tiers and commission structure. Can we yes. break it down for the people? Because it has now changed quite a yes. bit. I will fully walk you through it. She has a, she, she's ready to go with things in front of her because <laughs> we're ready to go. <laughs> okay. Well, give me one second. <laughs> I want to make sure I give you everything to a T. Well, it's a very common and confusing part of the real real that even I get confused on sometimes. I think so. And the fact that it's like changed over the years. And it's especially changed over the last, I'd say like six, has it been about six months now that it's changed significantly? It's been since I think we had swapped it over and last November. Yeah. um, Officially. So, um, Basically how it works and how they had changed it is now the commission structure, whereas it used to be, there was like three levels in the past, right? It was, you were, the base level was 55%, then you would jump up to 60 and then a VIP was like always 70, right? Um, The thing with that, and in some cases for some people, it was beneficial, right? Um, but now we've broken it down by even more so by category and by price range. Whereas even if you start out consigning with us, you have a lot more ability to make more in commission. Whereas in the past, it was just like 55% when you started consigning and that's really all you could get. Mm-hmm. Now we're trying to reward people more on sending in high value investment pieces and, um, spend more money rewarding those people that are sending in those kinds of items Mm. um, that are priced higher. So that's kind of where it has shifted a little bit. So um, whenever you start consigning with us, you always start out at our base level. That's always going to be our trendsetter level. Now that is sales under $1,499, so $1,499. Now, if you were to exceed $1,500 in sales, you bump up to our influencer level you get an extra 1% commission. 
and you're at that level until you sell right under $5,000. And that's um, right at $4,999. So if you were to exceed $5,000, you become a tastemaker. You get an extra 2% commission. Um, and this is on all things over $5,000 and right under $10,000. So right at $9,999. And then over $10,000 10,000 now is where you hit our VIP status. And so instead of it being that like set 70, it's an extra 5%. Um, and these extra percentages are on all things that are over $200, right? So one of the hot topics has always been about that under 200 category, right? Where mm -hmm. even back in the day with our old structure, it was still always less than 50%, right? Um, so that category um, is all things under 200, falls from 200 is 55, and then it goes from 45 to 30 all the way to 20. And the reasoning for that, which it kind of, as I had said before, it's kind of always been lesser, but it's to kind of move away from consigning those items, right? Mm -hmm. We want to focus and reward the people that are sending in those more high value pieces. Got it. Now, okay. the key category for us right now um, that we see that most things are getting priced within, most consigners are sending in is within that 200 to right um, under 750. So 749 category mm. is where it's hot, right? So if you're at our base level, that's going to be between 55 and 60% commission okay. um, on those items. And then commission also changes based on the type of item too. So a lot of people don't realize that as well, is that it fluctuates. So there's a clothing and more category. There's a handbag category. There's a branded fine jewelry, watches, and men's sneakers and collectibles has its own category too. Um, and this new commission guide that we have is really great because it's interactive. And when you click into the different categories and different levels, you can see that the commission changes. Okay. Well, okay. that's good to know. I still yeah. don't always love the commission structure, but it is what it is. It's a business thing. I get it. <laughs> um, but I will say, and, and we kind of briefly touched on this when we first started recording, the shoes yeah. and the handbags are really bringing in the money for me more so than the clothes. It's really mm -hmm. not the clothes. It's those types yeah. of pieces that I even shop for on the real world. When I'm on the real world, I'm looking at blazers. I'm looking at coats and mm -hmm. I'm looking at um, handbags and shoes. Handbags and shoes. Those are the, yeah. those are the categories that I'm looking at. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me that the pe those pieces that I'm sending in is where I'm getting my bigger return. And that right. extra 5%, I'm not going to lie, is great right now. I love it. I know. <laughs> will, I, will I stay at that, you know, VIP level? Probably not because I don't know if I'm going to hit 10 grand this year. I'm going to try really, really hard. But I see myself <laughs> being in that tastemaker <laughs> level. And it's still, it's still good. It's still a good place to be. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you touch on that extra 5%. And the reason that we've been running these promos within that category is because we want to reward our consigners that are sending things that fall within those price ranges. Because mm -hmm. um, that two, like again, that 200 to 749, that's the sweet spot, right? So if we can give you a little extra, because right, right now it's 60 or 65, it gives a little boost and it does make a little difference in your mm -hmm. commission. It does. It yeah. does. And 
my payouts, I, and I've openly said this before within our Patreon group and to anyone who's asked me, my payouts the last three months since I started sending things back in have been great. Like they're, they're amounts that um, I hadn't seen in a long time in the real rail. And yes, they had promotions going on. So that was helpful. The things that I sent in have been getting priced higher. So yes, that is 100% true. Everything is getting priced much higher and it's selling at the higher price point. Mm -hmm. What I like about what they've done, even though I was really angry when it first happened, I'm not going to lie. I was like, this sucks. Like I'm like, this is never going to work for me. Yeah, I was real mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I like that the rear rail is going back to its roots because it kind of lost its way a little bit over the last few years. And they were accepting so many different things that weren't on the list. And I feel like they got bombarded <laughs> with a bunch of things. It was just, yeah. it was becoming like an everything place. And that's not what the real rail stands for. So it's, it's nice. It's a to good point. Them. Yeah. To, to focus on that, that luxury. Cause you're right. Like a lot of people were sending in, like you said, things not on the list where it was like, okay. And then had a lot of pieces there you know, that were like $20, $25 or something, you know, and it's like, it's not really what you think of when you're thinking of, of luxury, let's be honest, you know, so right. it is trying to get back to right to the where your brand should be and where the brand needs to focus, right? Right. And sense. part of doing that too is um, in a way we're trying to like train our consigners, like just as Daniela was just saying, like she now knows like Mm-hmm. the brands like what are the categories what are the things that are going to be priced well mm-hmm. um and we're trying to train people to invest in luxury right because mm-hmm. they hold their value yeah so purchasing and buying investment pieces are the best thing that you can do for yourself if you know that you want to resell them down the line mm-hmm. right yeah, and it's also the movement that's happening right now like in yes. whether it's in the fashion world in general quiet luxury. I mean, if you look it up, it's everywhere. It's what everyone wants. And, um, I see those, it all the time. Yes. Whole old money versus old new money, money yes. blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. But that is where having <laughs> yeah. a site like the real real is great because those understated pieces, you can actually get on that website for a really good price. So like I've started my Max Mara collection because of the real real, because I've mm-hmm. found really great deals. And that to mm-hmm. me, like, that's quiet luxury for me. Like those types of pieces, they're classic. They last a long time. The resale value may not be good on Poshmark and eBay, but is great on platforms like the real, real. And the there's the audience is there. Correct. That's where the audience Correct. is, you know? So, no, and that, that, that actually, that does make a lot of sense. So yeah, you can, like you said, you can, you can build up build up your wardrobe your fancy wardrobe (laughs) (laughs) before we let you go because we've kept you here way too long but (laughs) no um, problem where do you see the company going or where do you see yourself going within the company in the next few years like what does that look like for you yeah um so again like the the main focus of what we're doing right now is um you know, we're trying to become profitable at the end of the day. We're yeah. trying to um, become an expert, right? We're trying to streamline our processes. We're trying to make everything as smooth and seamless as possible. That is the goal, right? And we're trying to um, make it a focus about luxury. Like you said, kind of go go back to our roots and make sure that um, we're standing for those designer brands and we're truly luxury consignment um, and we can offer the best services to our consigners um, in whichever way that 
that is. Um, so I think where I would see myself is I would hopefully continue to be within this role. I mean, I love, I love being consigner facing and I love working with people directly. Um, but I think we're going to try to, you know, streamline how we are with our reps too, as far as like working with our consigners and maybe having more of that, like one-on-one -on -one experience and having people stick around a little bit longer, but, um, yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I think is yeah. going to be happening down the line, accepting more designers and just mm -hmm. continuing to improve upon, um, what we're already doing. No, that that's awesome. And, and I have to, and I have to say, you know, if you are a reseller and, you know, you're listening to this, honestly, using the real reels list of vendors that they take is such a great tool for you yeah. while you're out there thrifting. I've learned so many new brands. I remember I used to study that list. Mm. I used to go in and I would say like, okay, let me look at all the A's and be like, I don't know that brand. Let me look up that brand. And I would look up that brand We'll try to see what the tag looked like and everything. Cause it's just, it's a good place to start learning more luxury and luxury that you might not even know about or hear, mm. have heard about, you know? So definitely like a great tool. I just wanted to say that too, you know, for, for our listeners as well. Um, it's just, it's super helpful to have. And your breakdown of the structures and the commissions and, and the process. And I think that, that like insider part of the real real. Mm -hmm is really helpful. And I'm sure many people listening really appreciate it because there's always mm -hmm. this like unknown or this fear or a little bit of anger, I guess, because things have changed and yeah. they've shifted. But I mean, the, it's a business and that's how it's going to be. And you either keep up with it and you learn how to play the game or you, you don't, you bow out and you do what you have to do for yourself. But um, I, I can say personally, I have seen the positive changes. I have had to change the way that I do things. Um, when it comes to selling and, and if that's fine, that's, we do the same thing in our own reselling businesses. Mm -hmm. um, the experiences have been, have been positive and resolutions have been met. And I really can't say anything badly, you know, like I know people are waiting to hear like, <laughs> there's some kind of tea. There's not, <laughs> no. there's not. I, I do have one question though. I want to yeah. know, Katrina, I want to know the craziest thing that you've ever consigned. Like, have you ever had something oh, yeah, where you're just one. like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm touching this or something. Like, do you have like a story like that? Like, yeah, I she know, does. What's the craziest thing that you've ever consigned or that you've picked up from somebody? So I can't obviously like disclose any oh, information, but okay. I can tell you. you tell like, a brand, just a brand then. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was early on when I had started working like end of last year and it was a watch mm -hmm. um, that was priced at over $20,000 <laughs> and at that point like this I had just started doing this job so I was still like seeing these very like high value pieces yeah. and like touching them and like interacting with the people that have them mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, it was very soon into when I started and I was like, how does, how does somebody even acquire? <laughs> how does yeah. one do this? Yeah. I'd be like, this can't go in my car. I need to find an armored vehicle. <laughs> I know, but I mean, that was incredible. And I was like, just wowed, but there is that luxury out there and there is that luxury out there. 
in Rhode Island too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize it, but um, understated. It's oh my gosh, that's cool. That's really that's cool. why your thrifting sharing. is good in New yes. England. Like people yes. forget that. Thrifting yeah. is so good in New England. No, seriously, thank you for sharing that. I I appreciate that because I'm like, yeah, I'm like she's got to have something where you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. Or I mean, any like Chanel handbags too. Anytime oh. I see them or, or get those to send in. Or a Birkin people, for that or matter. Just Hermes. <laughs> yes. Just, I mean, I die when I see them because I love fashion. <laughs> like the bag is so beautiful. <laughs> I'd be the worst rep. I'd be like, I would be like, oh yeah, this is a great bag. And inside I'd be like, ah! like screaming <laughs> like, oh my God. I am like the worst when it comes to things being so cute because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so cute. Oh my God. And mm-hmm. then like my consigners will like second guess themselves. They're like, wait, should I be <laughs> dining this? And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm like, you, you totally let it. your Rhode Island yeah. girl out just there. Like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I let it slip sometimes. Okay. We can't help it. It's just yeah. who we yeah. are. I know it's <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation and for joining us for way too long. No, it <laughs> was <laughs> people, people will love this. If you guys have not reached out to a real, real rep, please do so. Um, as you can tell from this conversation, it's very helpful. And it's just nice to have a buddy that works in the real real that you can kind of work with. If you had a negative experience with the real real and you're feeling like maybe I can kind of get back into it. This is sounding really positive do it. What's the worst that can happen? If you don't like the experience again, just recall those items back back. Yeah, and you'll be good to go. And uh, yeah, I hope this was helpful to everyone and we will be back next week. I can't believe we're doing this. We're doing summer trends, which is like mind blowing to me that we're already (sighs) going to be talking about like, I know it's already happened on the runway, but like we're already focusing on summer trends and fall is going to be here within like two months time of trends. And we're going to be listening to you guys, but it is. Like, I mean, they're already working on spring on the runway. So. I know. <laughs> oh so we'll be back next week to uh, chat with you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.